Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the latest Shiny. Uh, today, this is a Rob Solo podcast, um, but we have a really exciting guest. So uh, Arpit Jashpura will make up for Stephen's uh, lack, um, and we're going to do something really exciting. Uh, we, both Stephen and I's companies, participated in LF Edge launch, uh, which happened uh, last week. We're hoping to get this out pretty quickly. Um, so that's Rackend and Ericsson, if you don't know our backgrounds. But uh, Linux Foundation started something new uh, in a topic area that latest Shiny podcast uh, listeners should should love, which is Edge. So Arpit, thank you for joining us on the show. Can you give us some background and introduce yourself? Uh, thanks, Rob. Excited to be here. Uh, I'm here at the Linux Foundation. I I'm a GM here, and I do uh, projects, open source projects, whether it's networking or Edge. And we are really excited to announce LF Edge as this new project that kind of brings an open source framework for the Edge projects across the ecosystem. So this is something that Linux Foundation does quite a bit, right? You create a special interest group of, of projects. How did you decide that it was time for Edge to have something like that? Uh, what we saw is every technology or an area has a project lifecycle. Initially, projects get created. Multiple projects sort of start uh, complementing each other, and then they need to talk to each other, and they need a single governance. So at the LF or at the Linux Foundation, we have now... Uh, several of these what we call umbrellas, which is a collection of complementary projects towards a common goal. That we have Linux Foundation Networking, which is projects aimed at networking umbrella. We have CNCF, which is projects aimed at cloud native, right? Etc. So what we decided was uh, you know we had projects like a cranoid stack, we had projects like EdgeX Foundry, we had projects like Open Glossary that were all solving pieces of the problem in the edge, but nobody was looking at it from a total edge perspective. And that's what prompted us to sort of launch LF Edge and start the harmonization and avoid more fragmentation as this market comes to uh, fruition. So, boy, one of the things I want to make sure we, and, and we will leave time for is to go into the specific projects that are in the incubation framework um, for, for LF Edge. Uh, although one of them is is a glossary, it's this is a pretty broad umbrella, right? Correct. The edge market itself is very new, and hate to say it, but you know there are marketeers who are getting ahead of themselves by defining no. terms. <laughs> Dude, what marketeers? Don't don't don't, don't say that. <laughs> but but to be honest, um, and and it, you know even us technical folks are guilty of that. But uh, you know companies, members, ecosystem define terms from their lens. And what better project than something called Open Edge Glossary, which is a Linux Foundation project that is now moving into uh, LF Edge, where you have a Wikipedia style definition. It has a TSC or a governance structure where anybody can submit, you know, tickets to either change, add, modify vocabulary, terminology, taxonomy, and glossary. And you know that's an exciting project that kind of will bring a very common set of definitions specifically focused around edge. I, I think it's a great thing. If Every time I've seen you know two people sit down together for an edge conversation, they end up with three definitions of what edge is. So 
it, I think it's, it's, it's important, right? We have to have that written down and have, help people to get past it. Uh, for listeners, Stephen and I did a podcast uh, where we, we talked about this, and this glossary as part of an edge report um, a couple of months ago. So that was, you know, that was fun. And the report was actually really good. Um, we, we complimented it and criticized it both. So worth going back. And it's available for download. And it's available for download. Yeah. And that's, that's something worth doing. I think there's, there's a, probably another version of that coming. Yep. So boy, at the risk of, of asking you to do exactly what I said is, you know, crazy to do. It is, it is helpful to sort of give us a bit of a sort of brackets around what the scope of LF Edge is. Can Absolutely. How, how big is it? Okay. So from a definition of and a scope of LF Edge, um, we are interested in, you know, uh, going through and bringing together, and let me start at the highest level first, uh, bringing together uh, the four different uh, silos, right? And silos being there's an IoT silo, then there's a cloud solution to the IoT silo. Uh, then obviously there is the enterprise uh, a market. And then there's the telco or the telecommunications market, right? That all want to solve the edge problem. And at the end of the day, the scope of the edge and LF edge specifically is any software that is created starting from sort of the device microcontrollers above through the gateways into the edge data center um, is within the boundaries of LF edge. Anything that is inside a centralized data center, uh, you know, hundreds of kilometers away is not edge. And we want to make that very clear because there is a component of edge definition that is called latency uh, that is critical to identifying whether an application is considered as part of edge app or not. So in the scope of LF Edge, uh, the rough guidelines that we have been um, uh, so we have been discussing is, you know, if an application requires a latency of anywhere from between five to twenty milliseconds, then it does categorize as an edge application, and hence all data centers that are starting from the telecom, telco, edge, cloud, through an enterprise, through a pole, through a gateway, through an enterprise uh, data center, all the way into an on-prem node. Uh, those fall within the edge umbrella. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I appreciate that you're being specific because it's nice to have this edge, not edge. Uh, some of what I've seen people do, uh, and I, there's merits for it, is have a very gradiated, you know, cloud comes all the way down into, you know, an edge infrastructure and, and it everything's a shade of gray. Um, from a owner, you know, putting projects in, um, I guess it's going to be important to be able to say you you belong over in cloud native, How, or do you expect to have some type of sort of interplay between the projects or the umbrellas? Uh, absolutely. So that's actually a very good question. Um, it's not just the interplay between projects, but it is also interplay between projects, open source projects, as well as consortiums and standards. So LF Edge. Uh, through its five projects at launch, and there's a pipeline of other projects, right, is actively working and collaborating with other open source communities. And I will name a few examples. So ONAP, 
under LF networking has a working group for edge where it will allow for a zero touch automation of an edge data center through the core. Okay. So that's a telco data center. Kubernetes has an edge IoT working group that kind of has a similar uh, mandate for their cloud data centers, right? Uh, so those are examples that allow the LF edge to interwork through working groups. Uh, and this is, again, in the open technical, anybody can sign up, right? And um, allow for that collaboration. There is also a second collaboration through standards and organizations and consortiums. So LF edge is actively working with uh, the Etsy Mech group for the telecom uh, edge standards. In and, fact, and Mac know, is MEC, 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 by the way. MEC, yes. <laughs> mobile Which edge. is, uh, I, I always forget what that acronym Mo- sounds edge like. Computing and it's, mobile it, edge, right. It's, it's, what, it's a standard for the edge. It's also working with, um, and, uh, with, the, with a consortium called uh, ACC, which is the Automotive Edge Computing Consortium. And in fact, ACC is an associate member of LF Edge. Uh, it's working with consortiums like um, IIC, Industrial Internet Consortiums, right? So what happens is the consortiums in the standard bodies define architecture interfaces, APIs maybe, and then open source projects like LF Edge. We produce, the community produces code. And the best best momentum has, has always been seen when the two collaborate. And that's the intention of LF Edge. That makes a lot of sense. And, and we're seeing similar things in CNCF where there's container specs that are coming into the, the CNCF also. So you're expecting the same type of things where we're going to see common patterns, but different vendors or different implementations. The, the LF Edge umbrella could accommodate the spec as well as one or two of the implementations. Would that make sense? Correct. And these are called blueprints in the terminology of LF Edge, where we have a project called Acreno which has uh, approved uh, 19 blueprints for release one. And these blueprints are essentially reference implementations and solutions that are targeted at a specific use case and a market. So they could be manufacturing, they could be safety, they could be remote edge, far edge, telco edge, edge cloud, you know, many, many different uh, families, if you may, and these blueprints uh, have specific implementation of either you know open source or a set of hardware or a set of standards, and they are all dedicated towards a specific solution, right? But but they are built on a common. Hate to use the word plumbing, but they are used. They are built on a common plumbing infrastructure that will that doesn't need to be repeated for every project and every implementation. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, actually, I think plumbing is exactly the right right word for this, right? There's a lot of complexity in in plumbing, and when it's not working, everything else <laughs> is not. You know, you can't you can't move forward. So, Correct. This is the type. This is the type of thing you need to need to get right. And then it it looks like when I'm I'm looking at you know we should go into some of this, but you're you're talking about some of the specifics like more reference parts of the projects with blueprints or glossary so far, but there's some specific technology that sounds like it's found a home or is hoping to find a home in the LF Edge umbrella. Can you, can you give us a list of some? Sure. So there are five projects uh, to begin with. We've already talked about the Edge Glossary project. I'd say uh, the other four include code, 
and reference implementations. Uh, the first one being Acreno. Uh, Acreno solves two use cases or addresses two use cases. One is a telecom use case and the other one is an enterprise use case. And and it also gives you, as I was discussing, a set of blueprints. So 19 blueprints in eight families have been approved. Um, and that includes everything from you know generic far edge hardware and software built on light containers to manufacturing micro CPE type devices to time critical compute to radio edge cloud. So 5G deployments with uh, uh, with ORAN and, and others, uh, as well as, uh, you know, Kubernetes based light touch, uh, uh, lightweight kind of uh, edge solutions for industrial automation. So that's a crano. Hmm. Okay. And it it will also include the blueprints are not just limited to edge because they are reference implementation. They would be uh, you know testing and automating these tests across ONAP, Kubernetes and other other um, uh, core software projects, right? Makes a lot of sense. The next uh, you want me to go through all five projects or I uh, yeah, I think it's maybe? it's probably useful to do that. Yeah. So then the next one is Ajax Foundry. Uh, Ajax Foundry is is a project that has been with LF for about two years now. It is a it's a very uh, uh, interesting project where it's it's a IoT framework. It's a common open framework for edge computing. So it abstracts your southbound in terms of sensors and the connectivity layer, right? And it provides that abstraction through a set of core services, whether it's persistent data or metadata or registry or configuration. And then it translates that and exports it to these clouds like Acreno and hybrid and public clouds, right? So uh, it allows for this OS agnostic, hardware agnostic, protocol agnostic, and I would even say language agnostic, right? You could light it in Java, Python, Go, C, doesn't matter. We could, that project can abstract all of that, and and it's a it's it's both for real time and soft real time, if you may. Uh, so that's it's on the fourth release now. The project uh, Edinburgh release is coming up in April, and uh, you know that project is a fundamental anchor for that IoT framework that now you know uh, was missing a couple of pieces closer to the sensors, and so we have two new projects. One is a project called on-prem or edge virtualization engine, or Eve as we call it. Uh, this is um, this is a project contribution from a company called Zedeta, and that's where the seed code is coming from. But what it does is it it allows for an edge virtualization engine that is agnostic interface. Uh, so it's 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 a set of API libraries, and it's open to different hardware layers, right? So you got drivers, you got routers, ACLs, overlay networking, lightweight, downloader, orchestrator, verifier, you know, lots of pieces that basically glue the hardware to the container layer, okay, on on-prem. And this could be a two-by-two two pizza box server, microserver sitting on a pole or a data center or inside in a hardened environment. So that's uh, edge, uh, uh, edge virtualization engine, okay? So... And, and I, what, there's another one or two. There's another projects. one. The last one is a whole. Yeah, go, go ahead and do it, and, and then I've been stacking up a, a queue of questions yeah, yeah, yeah. for Fair you. Fair enough. So the last one is the home edge, uh, which is the equivalent of 
on-prem edge, right? But for the home. So as you know, home has really significantly uh, increased the number of devices that come in. And not only that, the real-time low latency requirements along with privacy storage are increasing, right? So natural disaster, home healthcare, all these things are are demanding that we standardize the way we connect our houses and homes. So this project, Home Edge, is a contribution from Samsung, and it is built on the EdgeX Foundry uh, container runtime framework, but it includes the specific edge orchestration and storage code that is particular for the edge, whether it's cameras, nests, TVs, fridge, security systems, you name it. So those are those are the projects um, that make up the LF Edge. And then, of course, everything that we that we get from the industry that is complementary to this will be taken through the induction process and there'll be more projects coming in right and one of the things that that's worth noting here is that this this isn't sort of a um, you know open you know hey we're we're thinking that this might be cool you're seeding with projects that already have some runway so there's there's a there's a number of projects they have use they they have implementations they have some code uh, sounds like they're in a, a wide, pretty wide range of of uh, production utilization at this point. Correct. So the the code typically the seed code always precedes the project, right? So Acreno seed code came from AT and T, um, Ajax Foundry seed code came from Dell, and then what happens is the community starts working on that seed code and and then takes it to a model and value proposition that the community and the governing board and 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 everybody in in the space wants, and so over time we see the real problems being solved beyond the seed code. So one of the things that that I you know I experienced in CNCF and I guess you alluded to with the with the networking there was sort of a core project. Is, is there a core project at Avalf Edge that you think a lot of these projects are going to hang on? Or is that going to have to evolve over time? I think the two core projects right now are Crano and Ajax Foundry, uh, as as they are the most mature, I would say, and and then everything sort of revolves around it. The one that ties everything together is a Crano Ed Stack, which is really from a blueprint perspective, um, it'll bring everything together. Right, but at Crano, in in my first glances at it, way back in the OpenStack open infrastructure days, this was a about a, a year ago when it was first announced was was really blueprints it, there was no real code at, at that point is has that been progressing oh yeah there there is code so there's different types of code uh but the project always believes the project and the governance is set up in such a way that you know you always follow the best practices of open source which is upstream um where you can uh so all of the code if it belongs in the OpenStack community or if it belongs to ONAP or anything upstream, they would just push that code over there. So the code will get created by the Acrino teams, but it'll be logged into the appropriate uh, open source communities. Now, having said that, there's a lot of code that comes on the Acrino side that is more from the plumbing perspective, from a tooling, from a scripting, from a um, uh, from a visualization perspective, uh, etc. That is just code meant for a crano and that seed code came come, comes from AT&T okay that makes a lot of sense and so from that perspective just like in you know, sort of the other pro- other umbrellas i've seen the goal is not to create a single you know 
project and with a whole bunch of pieces, the, the governance of these projects remains where it is for now um, and within its own momentum, which Correct. is different. So if people, if people are used to, um, and I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot with versus the OpenStack Foundation. So I'm, I'm going to draw a distinction and then if you want to comment, fine. Um, but with the, with OpenStack, the way it's traditionally run is OpenStack wants to own the repos and the code and the process and, and bring everything into one sort of management. This style feels to me like the projects are aligned, but not co-managed. Correct. So LF and Linux Foundation in general, the way our community really uh, benefits and the feedback we have gotten is to keep it, um, what I would say, in areas of competency or area of sort of scope, right? So you have edge, you have networking, you have cloud, you have uh, automotive, you have blockchain, things like that, right? All of these have a single governance, right? That is distributed from the LF, right? Uh, and it's not all part of that. But it's still under LF, but the governance is run through the governing board of that particular area under which each project is autonomous and can be technically um, run uh, through its own merit. And it's all merit-based through um, a standard governance of, of LF. Um, and what we have found is that that's a very scalable formula because, you know, there is no, um, you know, the, the, the highest value project wins. The projects with, that create value drives the community and the diversity. And people solve real problems without necessarily, you know, going back to the headquarters for approval. I, I, I like I like that aspect of it. I like that you know you avoid having the I am the LF Edge thing that does you know widgets. I am the LF Edge thing that is the home gateway. Um, there's there you, that's not that doesn't yeah. have to be sorted out first. Correct, and and strategies and and sort of the directional guidance is through the LF Edge, right? And and complementary nature. So we have, you know, two bodies like technical advisory council and marketing advisory council that ad advise the governing board for interrupts, for collaboration, for efficiencies, for overlaps, for new projects, right? And those are those are formally set up and reviewed. But at the end of the day. These projects are autonomous and independent. Makes a lot of sense. So, what would happen in a scenario? Right, we, we've we've done some podcasts with people who are doing um, vendor platforms. So, uh, Edge, you know, a, a gateway platform or a platform as a service or an event. Or we've we've literally had podcasts in the last last couple episodes or coming after yours that are. You know, I have a way to do. You know, function as a service, and I have a way to do. Um, uh, you know, device gateway. How do, how do they interact in these environments with, with LF Edge? So the most common mechanism is to participate in the community. This is no different from any other open source momentum that, you know, any other open source umbrella has. You participate in the community, you join the community, uh, you, again, the website is lfedge.org. Um, once you join, you either you know, contribute a project, contribute towards a project, um, uh, drive the direction discussion that would, you know, utilize your product strategy and your roadmaps and align to an open source uh, way of doing things. At the end of the day, 
We believe that most vendors in the ecosystem and most system integrators and pretty much all of the players that are in this space and in any other space, they have realized the power of open source. And we believe that open source enables them to be, to create faster shared R&D in the plumbing layer. And it allows faster deployments on technologies and customizations and hardware that is on the outskirts of this layer so that you know they don't have to invest separately among different companies that's that's the power of right so they they would they would be able to say here's a a reference uh project that performs something specific uh from that and then and then and, incorporate and that my, into the exactly other and here's my customization hey mr blah 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 do can you do you do you want to part, partner with us and we can help you do this 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 and we'll bring all of this from open source alone. So, you know, it's not just the distribution, it's customization services uh, and complementary product sales along with the code for L from LFH. Right, that makes a lot of sense. So, and then one of the things that, that seems like it comes up a lot in Edge and, and it's, is there's a lot of telco in this infrastructure. Um, yeah, boy, how, how do you see you know the industry forming up is this is this a is edge a telco thing or how no. how does it become broader so this is one of so 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 i think this is a great question to 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 explain what i started with right which is today if you want to launch iot services or iot applications and you want to utilize the power of cloud you have these vertical silos that you have to choose. You can either be in an AWS ecosystem or an Azure ecosystem, or you know, Baidu just launched another ecosystem there. And then you have their associated software, their gateways, their connectivity, their drivers, etc. Right? Um, if you are an enterprise, um, you may buy gateways and you may actually put it on a hybrid cloud or even put it in a private cloud and give those services locally right in all of the deployments you do not have the proximity of edge compute because you know other than the enterprise data center but that's an expensive way to do it because the telecom players are not yet participating in this and that's where i would say this is an intersection of enterprise iot cloud and telecom because what telecom brings to the table is it brings that location advantage it brings that latency advantage it brings that mobility advantage right uh, where you are now in the 5 to 25 milliseconds right whether you put this compute inside a base station or below the base station you put it in a stadium you put it in a pole you put it in, like in at the basement of an enterprise or inside a factory you have a consistent life cycle to plug this in. And so to me, LF Edge is, is, is a first initiative that is bringing the clouds of the world, the IoTs of the world, the telcos of the world, and the enterprise all together to create this common framework. It, it makes a lot of sense. I, I think you know, what you're just describing is, I wouldn't exactly say wild west of, of software development, but it's definitely a patchwork because the you know, somebody who's doing, you know, uh, IOT in their stores and needs gateways 
is certainly not going to wait around for you know AT&T to figure out the platform they're supposed to use. <laughs> Uh, to, right, the industry doesn't work that way. So there's no, but we, we but need a we need a place exactly. Yeah. But if if you have bought a platform for your stores, but and knowing very well that it is like and retail is a perfect example on that with Edgex uh, announcing the and, and Intel and others announcing the the retail at NRF. Right, um, if you know that the back end of that will seamlessly go across clouds through the Acreno APIs then you have a path forward, right? It's the same consistency for all your apps and you don't have to rewrite the retail apps when gateway number five comes out. <laughs> right, that makes sense. Yeah, because otherwise you're going you're gonna to be... Where, I mean, I, I, it seems to me like gateways are already, um, you know, there's, there's a fair number of people doing IoT gateways um, and those IoT gateways are about to become even you know, much more complex and interesting. From that perspective, how do you how do you rationalize, or how do you bring in these the gateways to get them to play along? Because they're they're proprietary items, right? They're not they're so, not going to go open source, right? So you start off at the bottommost layer. So if you look at the membership for LF Edge, the ecosystem, the premium membership people on the board uh, who are influencing the direction, they are a wide variety and a cross section of players, right? And you know there are over sixty founding members. They include all the major chip and hardware vendors. So that includes, you know, ARM ecosystem, Intel, and Qualcomm, all three ecosystems. Um, so once you have those, the hardware manufacturer, whether it's a Dell or an HP, they're all, again, part of this or, or any other ma manufacturer, as a matter of fact. Uh, the more important is the software that goes on it, right? And, and that's what LF Edge brings you, right? So as long as your hardware is abstracted, um, we actually prefer that there are a lot more gateway and gateway players because each of these gateways are optimized for a specific vertical and a specific market, right? They could be small, big, fat, thin, thick, doesn't matter, right? But as long as they are doing lifecycle management in a consistent manner, that's what counts. Yeah, that's a tall order. <laughs> I agree with I agree with the need, right? We saw this we saw this happen to an extent um, where with with other other open source efforts I've been in, where we're trying to create some abstraction boundaries, um, and it's hard. It it takes it takes work, and it takes what I think is important with LF Edge is it takes a body in the middle to sort of create a place where you can have those conversations. Correct. So you have the conversations and you create code, which then becomes the de facto standard. But while you're creating code, you are not creating a whole fragmented, you know, economy that is orthogonal to the standards. And I think that's the formula. That's the winning formula. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I guess I have a hope that the APIs that we build on the code become this, you know, become the de facto standards. The code itself can be become um, you know, modifying generations of code is part of what innovation is. And we, we tend to leave those behind. Um, and that's right. That's, that's what this, this is about, right? We can come in and, and bring a new idea and, and put something into the system. Yep. Uh, and have, a, and have a place where people can see it. Exactly. And, and just, you know, to, from a, to wrap it up, I think the big, big message here is, you know, Linux Foundation has had great success in doing um, 
these umbrellas in areas that that are hot and important and more importantly you know uh, people have confused what it is and what the value is <laughs> with and, edge never no, people know exactly <laughs> exactly and, and and so this is uh, you know we are really excited to bring this to the community and so every, if anybody is interested and is is looking for uh, solutions and to participate lfh.org you can sign up and and be part of this community uh, it 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 again it is an open source community anybody can participate and uh, we're looking forward to everybody's participation you're making my job on wrap up way too easy is there a is there a, is there a, com a a committee or some uh, place where people can sort of start listening in to see what the heartbeat is uh, yeah so all of the uh, technical communities or TSCs are self-serve wikis uh, through the lfedge.org website. So you could go there and uh, just look at wikis, look at the projects, look at and sign up for the TSCs. And then you start getting the heartbeat. Okay. So like the CNCF has a TSC where they yep. discuss same, topics and same things model. like that. And then what about like outreach or community there topics? Is, or... Yes. There is an outreach community and then there is a... Um, a TSC, right? So both, all all of them are are the right places to look at. Sure. And then and then if a company is like, wow, I you know we had you had a long list of companies that joined on on day one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know some huge names and some small names. I, were you still looking for more companies to join? Absolutely, in? we are always. I think the, the the more unified the edge ecosystem is the faster to revenue for all our members and companies. That's how I see it, <laughs> right? Because we are solving the hard problem that is not a differentiator. And I would say, if you want to join, there's, I think, a button at the bottom. Just ask for more information and we'll get back. On the lfedge.org site? Yes. Excellent. 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 Well, this has been fantastic. I, you've, you've explained a lot about the, the basis and the history. We, we talked some tech um, without, without taking another hour. I don't think we can go much deeper into uh, all, of, all of my technical questions. We might have to save that for a future podcast. Arpit, how, how do people get in touch with you personally? You uh, so I'm at the Linux Foundation. So, uh, you know, people can do ajashpura at linuxfoundation.org. Excellent. Perfect. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate the conversation. Thank you very much and excited to be here and thank you for the opportunity.